Westworld wraps up its fourth season in a tidy package with its season finale. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll talk about Caleb and Frankie's escape from the city, the showdown between Hale and William, and what Christina actually is. The couch has seatbelts on it this week, so strap in. It's going to get bumpy. It's the Watchers on the Couch. Welcome back to Watchers on the Couch. Today we're discussing the season finale of Westworld Season 4, Episode 8. Que sera, sera. I'm Tim. And I'm Mike. Oh my, que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. And what it be is bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, oh, we should start off, uh, before we get into the episode proper, do you have anything to add about the previous episode? <laughs> Since, uh... No, I think you and Tim, or you and, <laughs> you and Sarah covered it pretty well. Awesome. Uh, any of the gripes, I mean, you pretty much covered. Uh, I could have pitched about that a lot more, but <laughs> well, yeah, <who> can't? I don't <laughs> Honestly, I I don't even want to go back to it because I barely even want to talk. I don't want to talk about this episode. Like <laughs> I don't have anything positive to say. I'm just going to be that guy that just bitches about the whole thing. Like, yeah, that's the I, thing. People, I like, can't cause... find anything in this episode that was satisfying. And I think it went along this season as far as like later in the season, you know, like episode six, kind of like so, like mm, I don't know. I mean, there's, you know, a couple more episodes left, you know, episode seven, like, well, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, the season finale, it'll be cool. And it's fucking, it's shit. Right. It's, it's made for TV Hallmark bullshit. Like, it's soap opera. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not even worse that. Than that. Like, I think even yeah. that would be giving it more, more credit than it's due. The, uh, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's like, Mike and I don't do this show. Like, we don't cover shows. Because we hate it. That's not fun. It's not. It's, we've got better things to do with our time. We uh, yep. we uh, we watch shows because we either like them once or we still think they have promise. And season four started off with a lot of promise. We liked the. We had gripes with the first five episodes, but for the most part, we thought it's like, hey man, they're getting back on track. And then it's season six, man. It started to. It started a downhill slide. Until, uh, mm-hmm. until yeah, it completely tanked uh, this episode. So I liked a decent chunk of this episode up to the department store. Uh, about the first half of the episode, I, I was still convinced that they, well, I was still hopeful. I wasn't convinced that they might stick the landing. And they didn't. In fact, the the way this episode ends might have ruined the entire series for me. <laughs> hey, no, that's not true. So, like, well... I don't know. Go back and watch season one because it's still rewatchable and it's still really great. Like it's one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched. Like it's amazing. So I'm thankful that they at least gave us that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with this fucking season, uh, yeah, they can just uh, you go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and I, I said like know. halfway through, it's like once, not good. Once they got to the department store stuff, it was like this was when it was going bad. Mm-hmm. And that might not even that might be less than halfway through the episode now that I think about it. Well, like I was so disappointed in this episode that I was like, Why the fuck am I even watching this show? Like, why do I keep watching it? And then mm-hmm. so I started going I went back and started watching season one. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's why, because it has the potential to be this. Mm-hmm. Like to be this good. And season one was just 
amazing. It was so intriguing. There was so much world building character development and the storytelling was great and hit, hit every mark and, you know, kept you interested every episode. It was, and still, even on a rewatch, it's still great. So, but, uh, I hated that I even had to watch this episode more than once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you watched it more than once? I didn't. I did. Oh. So like maybe I missed something, you know? I am a dum dum, like uh a real dum dum, considering uh you know, I thought there were two hails. Sorry about that one. I'm a <laughs> freaking right. idiot. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, we thought there was gonna be a DeLorence too, and there was no DeLorence. So Yeah, I don't know why I was I, I really thought there was. I thought maybe I heard something, so I guess I didn't and I just I don't know. Put that in my mind like I I really heard something. So. Yeah, well, that's anyway. that's usually I don't out and out dislike something. It's usually like that was really good or it was fine. And it's rare that it's like I just want to shit all over something. And so like, <laughs> like we've been doing this show for almost eight years and it's rare that I'm like, dude, fuck this. And it's even rarer mm-hmm. that all three of the original watchers on the couch are in unanimous agreement. Cause Sarah did not like this episode at all either. Oh, wow. It's uh, yeah, that's really rare. So I, I think this was worse than the series finale of game of Thrones. I, so. I was actually thinking about that. It's like, yeah. because, well, we can probably get into that towards the end, but it was like with the seat with a season that started off with such promise and ended as poorly as it did in the last three episodes. I feel like this season mm-hmm. is worse than season three now. Yeah, I do too. Because of how how bad, like you said, the last three episodes were. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll uh, we'll start uh, diving into the recap portion of the show. So we've got the Stubbs, Frankie, Caleb section, which. Not a lot. We can like breeze through this because hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Like it, it hardly takes any time in the episode at all. Um, so we start off with Caleb Stubbs and Frankie on the run following the last episode, trying to get out of the sit sti- the, the city, Stanima, uh, trying to get out of the city. Caleb is actually starting to te- to deteriorate, which answers my question from the last episode of whether or not this Caleb actually achieved fidelity. He did not. He's he's starting to get he's get starting to get twitchy. Um, Frankie's wounded. She got shot in the midsection, and Stubbs is afraid they aren't going to make it. And he's definitely uh, doesn't think Caleb's going to make it. But uh, Caleb says, you know, I haven't been around as a father. I'm going to make sure she gets out of the city safely. So they duck into a convenience store to rest and patch up. And this is where Frankie starts to notice that Caleb's Caleb's shaky. Um, she asks him what's going on and he doesn't give her an answer. I feel like she, again, I feel like she already knows he's a host at this point. I don't know what you think, Mike. I know yeah, she, she has to, right? right? I mean, he didn't age. He didn't so. age. She asked what happened. Stubbs says, hey, this room, we had one of these back at the old facility, and uh, they made, <laughs> they tried to make a human into a host. So I think she can put the pieces together. So You know, it was really weird that Stubbs just had his own little, hey, uh, let me talk to you for a sec here, mm-hmm. while, <laughs> while uh, Frankie is just sitting over there in pain, Fucking and she's dude. just okay with it. Like, oh, yeah, just go ahead, take a minute, guys. <laughs> just slowly no bleeding deal. out. Yeah. This really hurts, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn take, time. take time guys <laughs> no worries yeah take five just make me into a host later it's cool 
What's interesting is they have all those like little patch up laser guns, but they have to go to like an actual like department store first aid area. Mm -hmm. <laughs> gauze and stitching it's up. It's like, wait, don't, don't they sell those guns? At, like, this isn't new That's technology what I would think. at this point in the world, right? Right. Seemed like that would be sold at every convenience store, you know? Maybe they're all just sold out of them because what's going on in the city and everybody is, you know, killing each other. That's another interesting Don't point. worry. I'll do most of the writing for this episode, okay? Every Which is what fucking so many people are doing, especially people that like this episode and, like, a lot of people on Reddit. You know, they're just oh, you've fucking been on making Reddit. shit up to fill the plot holes. So, I'm like... <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if that's what you want to do, did, did but you, I'm tired of fucking writing the show, like did, filling in the blank spots. Did you see me get into a back and forth with somebody on Reddit? Because of, I think I saw a little, I, I think I read a little bit of it. He was, this, this guy is like, you were obviously weren't, weren't paying attention. Like the, while it's like, dude, I take detailed notes. You're the one that's just like making shit up and like, don't care about major yeah. plot points. It's like, you could not, you could literally not watch the show mm -hmm. and make it up in your head. Fucking Reddit. Yep. Anyway. It's because of people like you that we have shit shows. Yeah. And they apologists. keep fucking paying these people to make these shit shows. <laughs> Caleb is stitching Frankie up with his with his shaky robot hands. And she's like, you know, you can ask about mom, you know. And Caleb's all uh doesn't say anything. Like Caleb does a lot of not talking. <laughs> I didn't really miss her that much. <laughs> I didn't love her as much as you. Oh, she she's dead? Oh, man. So sad. <laughs> yeah, The power of love that saved me was my power for you, not not your mom. <laughs> yeah. She was just the first person I saw when I woke up. Yep. Um, but an armed civilian gets into the store uh, because they didn't check all the entrances, which is something that you'd think Stubbs would do, but he didn't. Yeah, you think he'd put shopping carts in front of every door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's stop people. <laughs> it does. Broom, fishing poles and uh, shopping carts is how you how you how you stop. Hey, we'll have to say though, a shopping cart would at least like, you know, uh, give a split second. You know, for someone would have to stop and push it out of the way and maybe give you a split second to you know. Yeah, for sure. I'm not like saying Stubbs needs to go down and get the bags of sand or anything like that because that that would, <laughs> that would take some time. Although he actually shouldn't take time for him. He's a strong ass fucking robot. <laughs> That's right. Um, but he, but yeah, an, a civilian, an armed civilian comes in, tries to attack Stubbs. Stubbs tries to talk him out of a fight, but this guy's insistent. And then um, Clementine just comes up behind, kills this guy, and then unceremoniously slam impales Stubbs on a department store uh, display. And that's the end of mm -hmm. Stubbs. That's how Stubbs goes out. Yeah. Yeah, it's some bullshit. The only person that deserves to survive in this show gets killed in the lamest way possible. Yeah, and by fucking Clementine, who, like, what? All of a sudden, she fucking wants to... Like, why would she even kill Stubbs, to be honest? Right. I mean... Because she's good know. at killing people, I guess, is the is the thing. Which... I don't understand her motivations, really. Right, so that's... Yeah, I skipped that part, and I didn't even really include it in the recap because they do they do Clem a huge disservice in this episode too, where she's barely mm -hmm. worth talking about. At some point, the idea is that she's trying to get information from Frankie so she can find out where the outliers are hiding out because she thinks she's going to wait out this uh, this storm of hosts and humans killing each other. She doesn't know where the fuck this this is at. Like she doesn't know that they hang out at the fucking old park. 
Right. I, I don't understand how they do, doesn't have information about that because, like, you think they, they track said J there, yeah, Robot J. I don't know. Well, they didn't. Just yeah, I mean, silly, yeah, Jay followed them there, and you'd think they were keeping tabs on Jay, so they know where know. that is. But presumably, I, I'm I, I'm allowing the I'm allowing the possibility that the resistance was going to leave that park, and they're going somewhere else and meeting okay. up somewhere else, and they're not returning to the park. I'm okay with that. That's sure. fine. Like I'm not like, of all sure, the I'll things. Re- we'll keep writing the story. Right. Of <laughs> all the things to complain about in this show, I am not complaining about that. I'm just complaining about it seems like they should have given Clem more to do and done more with the story. It's like, why did they even bring her into this season to do practically nothing? Fan service. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Clem. Look, it's Clem. They couldn't get any of the other actors from the previous seasons. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like they got a lot of actors from <laughs> to, yeah. to just have them show up their face before they get True. impaled or shot or something. Yeah. But Clementine this makes her fucking next part, though. Good fucking God. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you want Go to talk ahead. about this next part, Mike? Dude, what the fuck? Like, she's like, how many bullets do you got? You got two? We got one. <laughs> right. Uh, so why? Why? Why did she wait to fucking shoot her? Yeah, none of this makes why? sense. So Clementine makes her way. And like the position that she was in was just like when she was a kid and she shot that dude in yes. the fucking head. Yes. So that would have made more sense. But that she just lets her fucking dad get in the fight, almost gets killed. No, hold on a sec. Why the fuck did Clem put down her fucking gun and wanted a knife? I know why. Because it'll fucking look cool so they can have a fucking hand to hand combat bullshit. Meanwhile, Frankie like, actually puts her gun. She drops her gun. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. this is what is happening here. And and that choreographed fight was pretty good. You know? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. like a bad choreographed fight or something, but it, it was stupid. Like, it was so. Uh, it was one of their better. Make a it, lot of fucking stupid decisions in the show, man. Yeah, it was one of their better hand to hand fight scenes. I'll say that. And I was actually really hopeful for the Stubbs one, too, but it, like, they ended that real quick. I don't know if, like. Yeah, yeah then that was good, too. I don't know if like Luke Hemsworth just has really bad shoulders or something, so he can't throw too many fake punches. <laughs> so they have to make his his action scenes really short. Or what's going on there? I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, she's like, no, actually, I, have, I had one bullet left. She, yeah. So at this point, Clem is doing the slowest <laughs> neck break on Caleb in the history of neck breaks because this is how she that didn't works. even need the knife. She didn't <laughs> yeah. need the knife. She didn't need anything. But uh, she, <laughs> yeah. So you actually start to hear Caleb's neck start to give, and then it's oh, um, hi, excuse me. Actually, <laughs> if you have a minute, I lied, and there was one bullet. Hey, left. let me see your face. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I actually have one <laughs> bullet left in this um, in this gun that I put down, and bang. Yeah. It's like okay, don't don't move while I'm talking to you. That's, okay. Most of this show is don't move while I'm talking to you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> every, almost every kill in this episode is don't move while I'm talking to you. <laughs> don't move while I kill you is uh, should be the name of this show. Uh, uh, I can't believe Stubbs went out like that. It, oh, it still makes me angry. This is, this, is when it, this is when it started to go downhill for me because I was fine with everything. Like, we'll get into the, the Williams stuff, like the, ver- the very beginning of this earlier. Like, it was cool. It was completely unnecessary. 
like you didn't need to show this again. Like you've just eaten up five minutes of your runtime for like no real reason except a little bit of fan service and for Ed Harris to say fucking camper, which okay. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. In addition to the cheesy uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of interruption, it's like I promise to kill you last. Um, then we follow it up with Caleb going, <sighs> "Nice shot." My dad taught me. And that's uh, like, this is the dialogue for this season. And you have to like, think back. It's like, are the people that wrote the first season still writing this show? Is this the same dialogue? I don't think they are. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's, it can't be. Or if it is like, I'm curious how much involvement Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan have in this show. I don't know. Do they have a lot of, involvement do they write a lot of it what's the writer's room like i don't i don't know like it's just really confusing how it can go from you know and there could be a lot of factors involved too so like you know i talk a lot of shit on them but i shouldn't to be honest because i don't know what's going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. so it really is kind of unfair to talk shit about them when i don't know what's going on maybe the fucking maybe their budget is getting lowered maybe um Maybe there's executives telling them, now you need to do this and this and this, or we don't like that and that, like go this direction or who knows? I don't know. You know, there, there's a, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, that's, that's so. entirely possible. But I also like just the idea of shitting on uh, the showrunners because at the end of the day, it's easier. That's for sure. Their name, is, their name <laughs> it makes is me feel it. better. So yeah. I have to blame somebody. I, you know, it's possible. Like, I wonder if like they're either are they are they working on other stuff currently like are they doing two things at the same time supposedly are they just bored of this show and don't want to put the effort in the anymore are they just kind of out of ideas where the show's going like i think they're interested in the the answer to your question is supposedly one of i think nolan is working on an adaptation of the fallout video game series for amazon right now Uh um the other thing is I think they're interested in this show because they enjoy the smell of their farts so much. And they, they're in love with this idea of people thinking that they are smarter and more clever. And the show is smarter and more clever than it actually is. Yeah. Because they're really good at introducing ideas and never following through with anything. Yes. It's like, let's dangle this carrot and never come back to it. Let's say, what if this, a, what if this, and then we'll just leave it there and, oh, we're going to start full circle again and get you to the same, what is this? Like, we never resolve anything. We never really move to the same, to the next phase of the story. We just tell the same part. We just tell the same story in a different way every season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I also think, uh, I think like these uh, last two seasons would be harder to write than the first two. Just because your world is so much bigger, mm-hmm. like to tell a full story and get all these nice details involved. And I think the concept is bigger than what it was in the first two seasons. You know, they're exploring more of the whole freaking world and sentience. And I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a bigger, a bigger world, a bigger concept that they're working with. I don't know. I'm just trying to give them a little more credit. And I just, I don't I don't know. I think, no, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair defense. I think the problem is, is then we'll just scale it back. 
like don't in, don't even insinuate yeah, yeah. at the larger world just which I, they which yes. theoretically they did because the they only refer to one city until the end of the what have you but like you could at least explain a little bit about what's going on instead of leaving it completely vague like do is there only one mm -hmm. tower or do the towers talk to everybody like you could you could mention yeah. that somewhere cuz I think there was so much wasted time in this uh, in this in this uh, season four. There's so much time just wasted, yeah. especially the Christina stuff. Like, is so much fucking time wasted. That's it's really pointless. And and with that time, they could have used it for lots of other things, in my opinion. Right. So, so much. There's a lot of exposition in Westworld in general, but most of the exposition this season is shit we already knew. While they're neglecting yeah. all this other stuff that they've introduced. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Anyway, anyway, back to Frankie. Frankie, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's not much left of this. That's why uh, we uh, Frankie and Caleb get to the docks because I think that's it. It's like it's a nice shot. My dad taught me, mm -hmm. and then the next we see them is th at the docks. Like that's all there is to their story. Yeah. So Frankie and Caleb meet Odina on the docks, but Caleb basically tells her this is as far as I go. Um. Because his body is failing, and her father died a long time ago. They make their tearful goodbye. Like, you got the, I got to live the greatest dream a parent could have. I got to watch my child grow up. No, he got to watch his child as a grown-up, right. not watch her grow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I thought that line was a little weird, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But what the heck is her girlfriend just chilling on the boat? The whole city's going crazy, killing anyone on sight. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, huh, you know, I'm just hanging out here on the boat. It's probably oh, safer yeah, on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Safer on the boat. No They're one not goes on boats in this city. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uses boats. And so then, yeah, the boat sails away with Frankie and Odina on it. And Caleb follows follows the dock to the end as it heads out into open water. And that is, that is the last we see of glitchy Caleb, Frankie, and Odina. Mm-hmm. And... So so why why was Caleb so special to him? This is exactly this is exactly when when this episode ended, Sarah literally said, "Well, that was annoying. I guess we never find out what made <laughs> Caleb so special." <laughs> and we don't. We never find out what mm. it is that Caleb had that Hale didn't. And despite that one guy getting into it with me online, uh guy on Reddit saying that they clearly explained what made Caleb special. And and being an outlier means you're able to adapt and change and not and uh, make up your own mind about things. And that the reason he was able to resist Hale's parasites was the love he had for his daughter, which fuck you, because that makes no sense. That would be just about everybody, like right. anybody with a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got anybody. Obviously, there's pieces of shit that don't care about their kids. Sure. But like, you have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we joked about, I guess it was probably a few episodes ago, where we were joking that Caleb's love for his daughter, because it's all daughters in this show, is what, yeah. <laughs> what was saving him. We didn't think it was going to be the actual... Uh, actual plot point so yeah there's there's many many shitty parents out there but if you're telling me grunty mcgrimace over here is resistant because of love then what would think at least half the fan the people on the planet would be yeah. resistant right and mm -hmm. also it doesn't answer and even if even if it's not or if even sorry go ahead no no go ahead even if it's not even if it is like you said the outliers 
he's special because of, like no they were hinting at Caleb was like the super special outlier like not just an outlier right like because then all the outliers are special and there's a bunch of them like mm-hmm. if know? everybody's special nobody's special <laughs> right but they were I mean they had pointed him out in season three like Caleb is an outlier from the predictions in Roboham Mm-hmm. And enough so that Christina, not Christina, sorry, geez, Dolores specifically targeted Caleb to make him a part of her resistance and then to lead the resistance to free the humans from the predictions of Roboham and let them have their free will and yada, yada, yada. Then he also is an outlier in his resistance to hail so if you're telling me that this is all the power of love for his daughter especially when he hadn't had a daughter yet then i mean fuck you because (laughs) the power of love's been around a long time it's been around since at least the 80s when they made a song about it (laughs) but maybe hail doesn't get the news that's yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah he just uh, i guess sits on that dock and michael j foxes himself away (laughs) and and dies this is where you kill mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, yeah. I forgot we have a soundboard. <laughs> this, is where- <laughs> this is where you kill yourself. There we go. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same doc. It'd be well. hilarious if that was the same doc, but I don't think it was. Because they're in the city, or no, whatever this model not. is of New York. Or New York. I don't know. I still don't know if it's supposed to be New York or just a model of New York. But <laughs> I think it's supposed to be New York. I mean, everybody refers to it. I never got any... Way. Yeah, I never got any, uh, they never told me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, and what they showed me that they showed me it's New York and she took over New York. And didn't they show Statue of Liberty at one point too? So, oh, I don't know. That's not in my detailed notes. Pretty sure they did. Oh, s- not in this episode, but like episode six or six or seven. Mm, maybe. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. know. I think it's a statue of two hails. <laughs> And yeah, there it is. Oh, 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 you remember how um, I don't know if I meant I don't remember if this happened before we recorded episode six or not, or if it was between episode six and seven. But I got downvoted a fuck ton on Reddit on the Westworld subreddit because I said Caleb was clearly all those Caleb's were deteriorating because of fidelity. And everybody mm-hmm. else was coming at me and downvoting me. He said, no, Hale clearly genetically engineered him to die at die quicker. And that's why his body's mm-hmm. failing. That fidelity failing has no effect on the body. It's all like the motor function. Did we talked about that on the, on the podcast, I believe. We did. I said something, I believe, that that's what I thought, is that, no, he actually has a weak body because she says something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But... No, you were right. I was mm-hmm. right because there was an article uh, on Deadline where they're interviewing Lisa Joy for the finale, finale, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But uh, an excerpt from this is Lisa Joy saying, what they found is when combining the mind and soul, let's say, of a person's CPU within an artificial body, like a body rejecting an organ donation, it tended to reject that body, and that's why it would break down. And they can kind of stretch the breakdown for longer and longer periods. By the way, Lisa, that's a long sentence. So, <laughs> but ultimately, it's like the mind knows that this isn't real and it causes itself to malfunction. And so that's what Hale was doing with Caleb. She would bring him back again and again and watch him degrade while looking for some truth that she believes he withheld from her. Lisa Joy. 
fuck you, Reddit. Fuck you. I'm right. <laughs> and take your negative 30 and shove it up your ass. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> hey, this is another problem I have with the show. Why the fuck did Hale say that? The dialogue in the show is just bullshit. It's all just mm-hmm. vague nonsense bullshit. It's, and it, it gets, it's okay sometimes because it's kind of fun to just to talk about, I don't know, make our own interpretations. Okay. Sometimes that's fine and that's okay. But man, the whole, the whole fucking show is this way. The whole, the whole show and is here's some annoying. stuff. You connect the dots for us because we can't be bothered yeah. to. Is pretty much is is the show, and yeah, like the the dialogue the dialogue this season is pretty bad and pretty cheesy. And then they basically just repeat the profound lines from like seasons one and two, but they do it so much and in such a way that it kind of makes a joke out of them. Yeah, like, that's exactly what I thought about this episode. I think I even put that in my notes because, like, you know, like, especially at the very end when William's saying, you know, the classic fucking lines again. Yeah. Like, can't tell, doesn't matter, and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, God, come on. It's the, it's the third time. This, are these the only fucking five lines you guys have? Like, <laughs> they said that line more than I said pedantic in the last <laughs> episode. <laughs> Shout out to the guy that called me out for that, too, and on YouTube. Take a drink because I just said it again. Oh man. <laughs> but, yeah. Um Yeah, so that's the end of the Caleb sec- segment. So let's get in to the William and Hale stuff because this is fun. The show opens with this like battle royale scenario. It's basically Fortnite and <laughs> without the building stuff. It's just it's just the murder of humans and hosts killing each other. We get to see uh, Remus again, which is the guy with the uh, with the big mustache that goes into the mutton chops, who I think was in season mm-hmm. one. Uh, yeah, he was in season two as well. Oh, okay. Because uh, remember he was on the beach and he was like Bernard wakes up and he's still kind of delirious. And then uh, Remus is on the beach. He's like, heard a woman, not in my watch or something like that. Oh, I, d- I don't remember. Because... <laughs> Because he's but, like the guy, so he was this like evil fucking dude, like with yeah. the milk, and you know, yes, that, yes, 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 house a bunch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, yeah. I so remember. then on the beach we see him, and we're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense, because that guy's like super evil. He doesn't give a fuck about women. Why would he say that? So I do remember yeah. that now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we get to see Remus again briefly before he gets an axe to the back of the head. So yeah. thanks for that. Thanks for that cameo. And then we get to a scene where there's a sniper killing a bunch of people on the rooftop. And as he leaves the rooftop, he gets killed by William for being a fucking camper, which Mike didn't know what that mm-hmm. meant in the group chat. Chris and I had to educate him on campers. No, I, I, I was like, why would he say that? I'm like, because <laughs> I don't really play video games. So, right. And it makes sense. Like, I know I've heard the term before, but yeah, you guys had to, like, definitely get it out of my brain. So, uh Cause I'm like, why is he just like a, is this guy a host? And he just comes to the park every once in a while, like on a camping trip yeah. <laughs> with this big truck fucking camp. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, if you're not up on your video game lexicon, a camper is basically somebody who camps out in a certain spot in a, in a video game and kills people as they come by high traffic areas. Uh, either to get some kind of like power up or bigger weapon or something. And they're usually sniping. They usually have a sniper rifle. So that's what a camper is. And we hate campers. 
So now William is. Uh, I would to, I'd totally be the camper. I would totally do that in video. Being games. the camper is actually the smart thing to do in the real world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you're playing. I'll tell you, you're bored of it. Yeah, in video games, I'm sure it's kind of fun for a little bit, but I would probably get bored of it, actually. Uh, so William's heading out of the city now, going to the Hoover Dam, where the Sublime is, from New York. Um, yeehaw, yeehaw. Big old truck. Big old <laughs> gas-powered truck. Big old gas-powered truck. Where's he filling this uh, truck up at? Right. Where are all the gas stations? Where are all the gas stations? Again, we buying stuff stations? from those department stores, too, if everybody's on a loop. What do they do for money? Are, are all these people sentient? Did like I miss something? Because I thought all hosts weren't sentient. I thought only some are. I thought you have to like go through the fucking whole maze thing to be sentient. Um, did I miss something? Did I forget something about previous seasons or this season? Because I think we all just kind of assumed, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of hosts, and they are all sentient. But I think everybody just kind of assumes that. And forgot about, like, the, don't you have to work through the fucking, like, maze system, in a sense? I don't know what the difference between sentience is and consciousness. Because Teddy... Or, okay. Because Teddy mentions consciousness. All right. Sentience... In order to be sentient, you have to be... You have to have some sort of self-awareness. And kind of aware of your own... Well, as, as they say in the Star Trek episode... Uh, measure of a man where data is where they're questioning whether or not data is property of uh, Starfleet. He's sentience has to do with uh, your own self-awareness and being aware of your own ego and things like that. And that's also, that's another issue that I have with this episode is I don't think the writers know what sentience is either. So, <laughs> but all right, I'm, I'm assuming all of Hale's, Hale's host have sentience. Like, I think that's the, that's kind of the point. Like she's not making just like park drones. I mean, the drones probably Ooh. don't have sent the white face drones probably don't have sentience or the faceless drones rather. Um, but I think and all, all those them, hosts are partially her code, right? Right. And she has sentience. Okay. Cause she's Dolores yeah. or a Dolores. Is every, like, if we go back to like, the first season, like, are all the hosts have, do all the hosts have some of Dolores' code in them? They don't, right? That's a good question, because she was the first, and I would have assumed yeah. everything would be, like, once you have one successful one, that you would still kind of base your code off of that. That's what you would do in actual software. Like, you okay. wouldn't necessarily reinvent yeah. the wheel. So I assume the only two, like, truly unique hosts are Dolores and Maeve. Uh, all right. I would think, yeah. but again, that's me. I think so. I mean, that sounds right. That That's me writing the story. <laughs> so I'm the storyteller. Look at me. I'm the storyteller. Well, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I don't remember. Oh, hey, Christina. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. For some reason, it sounds like I, I feel like they said something like that in season one, that like all the hosts are somewhat based off of Dolores's code because she was the first one and stuff like that. So yeah. That, I mean, that makes, I, for some that reason, that makes sense what, from a software point. Yeah. I mean, that's what's in my head for some reason, whether or not I just made that up or not. I don't, I have not gone back to rewatch any seasons as those of you who listen to the podcast will know, because I never remember things from <laughs> other seasons because I don't rewatch them before we start the next season. Cause I got better yeah. shit to do. All right, uh, back to William, eh? Yeah, well, actually, we're going to go back to Hale because the drones recover Hale's body mm. out of the uh, out of the pond and uh, repair her. 
she decides to upgrade herself, which is essentially downgrading because she's putting herself in one of the Gen 1 chassis that we see that we saw last season with Dolores when Caleb stuck mm-hmm. her in one. And uh, but she says, you know, keep the scars and keep my face. Tell William I want him to know it was me. Is <laughs> how that plays out. What? She wants to be stronger now. Fucking 23 years and she could have upgraded her body to be stronger. I guess what? she could have been metal well, stab resistant this entire time. Yeah. Also, <laughs> why in 23 years have it when anybody can get a headshot at any time except Frankie against Jay? Why haven't they reinforced their skulls to protect their brain balls better? I don't know. Maybe that's what that stupid fucking transcendence body was. The transcendence body just had that ball hovering right in the middle. <laughs> Maybe that's a force field. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I think sick. Hey, oh, no. bullets, bullets can't bullets can't fucking hurt the brain balls. All right. The, they're like indestructible unless you crush them with your hand. Well, they're not. I don't think they're indestructible. I think it's just that because I think if we go back and watch uh, William's killing spree or host William's killing spree, the last episode, you'll notice he shoots everybody in the head off center. I, I honestly don't fucking think it matters. I don't <laughs> think they're thinking about this whatsoever. No, they're not. There's no way they're putting thought into this at all. Like it's just whatever works at the time and we'll make that happen. That That's the reality at the time. For sure. We're definitely going to get into whatever works at the time here in a minute. Cause there's something that really pisses me off. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, I have not gotten really pissed off about this episode yet. I've just been, my, I've just been disappointed. Uh, I haven't looked at your notes, so. Okay. <laughs> so, Hale goes, I don't remember exactly what order these things go into, but she, Hale goes down to see Meet William in storage, and we find out he really is dead dead. There was some debate online, or I guess when I say online, I just mean Reddit, whether or not he was really dead because there was mention of him being on life support from Stubbs. Frankie wanted to get him down and said that they needed to help him, and then Stubbs was like, no, whoever did this did him a favor. So it, it was possible that that cockroach was still hanging in there, but no, he was he, he's dead Dude, dead. last episode when he got stabbed and like that air was just fucking coming out, I thought he was just going to deflate like the whole <laughs> thing and he was just going to be this head. Like I was hoping so bad, and then I'm like, Oh, all right. That would have been so, funny. I was like, oh, it's just a head. Awesome. But then we, uh, and then during that time is when she talks to Clementine. She wants Clementine's help to get William. And then that's when Clementine says that she's going to, she wants to go off on her own. Everybody else seems to have free will, but she's a people pleaser for whatever reason. And, uh, she wants to go out, uh, try to find the outliers and, uh, hunker down meanwhile the other thing that i forgot to mention from the last one is we're like talking about like humanity and how many humans there are there's like millions millions of infected humans right now in this world so like the hosts are still drastically outnumbered Mm -hmm. which we forgot to mention and that's going to be that's probably going to be important later in the discussion (laughs) so important to point that out Great plan, Hale. Great plan. Right, because Hale says that, you know, the humans are totally going to kill her. But <laughs> that's when she leaves, and then she goes to the department store and gets killed. So, you know, cool. So back up in the control center, uh, we find out that she find she finds the tablet 
that Bernard was recording on. We don't know where Bernard's body is. I'm assuming it was still laying right there. She just didn't. Like, there were some bodies back there that were laying there. So maybe one was his and she just didn't fucking notice. Or somebody took his body. Like, dude, fucking last episode. Was it last episode or the episode before Bernard got killed? Last episode he got killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a fucking shot that changes from day to night. Mm -hmm. And it's real weird. Doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Like,. Well, it was it, it okay. Was, I think before it's like that, I think it's last like, episode. This this thing fucking exploded. This tower fucking exploded, but it's still working. Like, I don't <laughs> you know. showed me that the tower exploded. <laughs> like that, that's supposed to take out the noise thing, but the noise thing still works. This episode, sure, all right, and you're locked out. That's <sighs> that's fucking funny. That's actually not in my notes. I didn't think about that at all. She gets this tablet, and then she tells the fucking drone host to leave her. Why? <laughs> Who are they going to tell? Yeah! <laughs> She's like, leave me. Like, what? I don't want you to hear what Bernard has to say. Bernard's your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we... We found out Bernard's mess- messages meant for Hale, and it's not the world that she wants, but it's the world she made. There's time for one more game, um, all that. Uh, but she has to accept that this this last game isn't going to be hers. So then she smashy smashes the tablet. So everybody in the audience is left to go, oh, no, there was more to that message. You just destroyed the tablet, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then that's great. So... Mm-hmm. She, she locates William on the overlay map and she sees what hosts are still online to have uh, them intercept William. And then she starts stomping on the overlay of the city until the floor breaks. And we find out that underneath that is uh, Christina's control unit wired up to it. So she picks mm-hmm. it up and slips it into her satchel. Yeah, and the concrete, no way of just uh, opening something up and uh, replacing it. But, I mean, sure. What if something went wrong? I don't know. You got to replace that brain ball. Well, this is the John Wick kind of thing, too. He puts all of his guns in his garage and then paves <laughs> over it. So, Are there a bunch of different brain balls for all these other fucking cities? Does she control every city in the fucking world? Presumably. Well, oh, at least okay. every... I'm assuming a lot of Thank cities... Thank you for writing that for me. Yeah, I'm assuming... <laughs> I'm assuming that most cities have fallen and there's just like major cities that mm-hmm. what have you. But now, him, but it was another thing that looked cool. All right. That's right. Stomped around and then the, the cracks look like the maze because everything has to look like the maze. Mm-hmm. Fucking maze. Like <laughs> the tower in the middle of the tower and all the little fucking buildings around it look like the maze. Mm-hmm. It's amazed by the flower pot. It's mazes all the way down, Mike. Yeah, apparently. The difference between Maeve and Maze isn't that far either. So maybe, maybe Maeve is the ultimate maze. No, but she's for sure dead. And Bernard's for sure dead. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that pisses me off. She wants to go after William. She asked for Clementine's help. And Clementine says, no, I'm going to do something else. Well, fucking fix Maeve and Bernard. <laughs> Especially since Bernard knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, no, Tim, because it wouldn't work. 
if you brought him back. It had to be this one way. <laughs> Bernard did all the simulations possible. It's one reason I hate the I hate this way of like writing or uh it's, it never works out well. Right. It, it's just a fucking stupid way to I don't know, have a character like no because then you can just hand wave everything off. Like, you know, if you ask like, well, why did that go that way or do this? Or why did he do that or that? They're like, well, cause Bernard saw it had to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, uh, it's, uh, it's really flat and it's, uh, it's not really engaging or fun. It's fucking lazy. Yeah. Yeah, Cause then you can do whatever the fuck you want as well. So and then when you when anybody calls it out online, the other people are like, "No, it's, it's like uh, Dewey Cox when <laughs> he's when he's singing that song, and they're like wondering what it's about." And uh, the character goes, "You guys are both idiots. The song is obviously very deep." <laughs> that's what this fucking that's what the online community for Westworld is because it's like this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Bernard need Bernard saw it this way, and everything is according to either Bernard's design. Or, or Bernard, what Bernard sees in the simulation, or it's Hale's plan, and we find out this season Hale had no fucking plan at all, which is great. Right. And even even the stupid simulation thing's dumb because like you can't take in all the factors. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense that the Sublime has the information of the entire world, or even like external forces or something. But mm-hmm. I guess you just say, well, if these external forces happen, then we're fucked anyway. Sure. So we're going to go with the closest path that we think is going to happen. Oh, and then, you know, shit like you can't predict a fucking earthquake or what about a fucking meteor or like, a, I don't know, a solar. Fl- I don't know. Any little like of these things that you can't really predict. Mm-hmm. So no, for sure. And then the know. other thing that was fun last week was everybody's like, what's going on with these armless robots? And the online community is like, no, no, there's clearly more to transcendence than that. <laughs> these are, these are stopgap bodies. They'll get into it next episode. You guys are being impatient and pedantic. I said pedantic again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then we find out, nope, that was all there is. They didn't have a fucking plan for it. Just thought it would look cool. Yeah. Fucking show. Man, that's that's probably the worst thing that... That is the worst this whole transcendence thing. Yeah. It really is. They that didn't is, explain it at all. It's... <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's her major plot Man. point for the whole series, for the whole season, and it's it's literally a big nothing burger. There's like nothing to it. There's no thought behind it. There's no motivation behind it. It's just a different body. Yeah. Even that body is still fucking humanoid. With it's not no like arms. it's like Yeah. You can't touch yourself. It's still humanoid. Like it's human like. There's humans that get born with no arms. So I don't know. It, it's human like still. Mm-hmm. So I don't Either way, William's driving to the Hoover Dam. <laughs> hey! And he gets his getaway he truck. He sure is. He, all the way all from New York. All the way there from New York. So William gets in his getaway truck shot at, and we find out it's uh, Craddock. We get a cameo from Craddock, which is fun to see. I like Craddock a lot, but uh, he doesn't last long. Him and the other guy barely get two sentences between <laughs> them before they both get killed. So thanks for the cameo. See you next season, maybe. <laughs> you flew too close to the sun. <laughs> and uh, that's going to bring this... us to the fan favorite segment, the Chris Nays Minute. All right. It's Chris Nays with you, Chris Nays Minute. Well, guys, I thought Robo William was really cool. And then he put on Google glasses. Wow. 
Super cool guy. Super cool. Um, Chair Loris finds out that uh, William, Robo William, is going after the sublime. But here's the question everyone is wondering. What is Robo William going to do when he finds out that the lead singer and guitarist of Sublime is already dead? So, really, the Sublime is, well, it's just Sublime with Rome. It's kind of useless. Not as cool. They're playing, like, pops, you know, not the biggest venues they could be playing. Way to call out they had the original members. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Is this the season finale? I don't even know. <laughs> All right. See you later. It's potentially the series finale. Um, I'll tell you. Well, I can tell you what William's not going to do when he finds out that the lead singer Sublime is dead. He's not going to practice Santeria. <laughs> He's going to sing, uh, que sera, sera. <laughs> he might smoke two joints. Um, that's my. We smoke two more. That's what I got. I mean, I don't. I don't have any more well, sublime jokes. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Halo. So yeah, he puts on his Google glasses. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh cool, look, new tech, new tech we haven't seen ever before. Oh, they have this. Neat. I bet that could have been useful <laughs> many, many times. But oh look, he sees Chair Loris. Sitting in a chair. It's on a stump. Everything's a chair. It's a, it's a, it's a stump it. chair. <laughs> if you sit on it, it's a chair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So William asks Hale if uh, she likes what he's done with her world. I don't remember how, how that conversation really goes. It's, she basically just says she'll meet him at the finish line, and then William finds a horse. <laughs> takes a takes a horse the rest of the way. The Hoover Dam, Mike. <laughs> So there's your gas question. Yep. Run out of yep. gas. Find the find the neighborhood horse. Oh the fucking uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of those things because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. The fucking stupid big truck with Johnny Cash fucking playing in it because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. That's why. You know the horse riding up on a horse to the Hoover Dam. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, look. This this is a visual medium. You're supposed to do things that look cool as well, but. Not when it's fucking stupid to the story. Yeah, it's just this is when you need substance to go with your style. Yes, but they don't. Um, and that's not even a big gripe. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, that's you know. But since we're since we're going all out this episode, <laughs> this, yeah, I want to pick them all apart. Well. It's like how how is he getting? Because she's in one of those fly things. He's yep. in a he's on a horse. And he may, and he still beats her there, just like he beats Maeve and Caleb to the demolition zone. So yeah. we're missing some cool scenes where Ed Harris is in a jetpack <laughs> at some point. He's a horse with a jetpack. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a, it's robot a robot horse. horse that flies. Yeah, it turns into a Pegasus. So. So William arrives at the Hoover Dam. He sees the glowing rift slash portal slash whatever to the sublime, makes his way in, and he starts to turn off the power to the sublime sublime data center. And there's a warning that it's going to delete all the stored data. 
And then Hale arrives. They have a little dialogue back and forth where Hale's like, you aren't really William. And William's like, it doesn't matter if you can't tell, blah, blah, blah. For all intents and purposes, William evolved into me. And William's plan is basically to end all human and host life. This is the big exposition of William's great plan, which we already knew because he executed it at the end of the last episode. This, so this whole dialogue is kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. But people need it. Like, hold still while I try to kill you. Well, that's one part that's really fucking stupid. He's doing that, turning that off, and then she wants to talk to him a little bit. She could have just shot him in the back of the head. Yep. And it would have been over right there. Mm -hmm. Or right when they start fighting, you know, she gets a shot on him, and then she just runs away. (laughs) Why didn't she keep fucking shooting him? He was down. She fucking had him dead to rights right there. But she's like, I'll run away. (laughs) Run away, even though I got this fucking and she takes a bunch of shots, you know, at least a few mm-hmm. from him during this shootout. So even if he would have got a shot off on her, she would have been fine. So like provided he doesn't shoot her in the head. Who <clears throat> Yeah. Which everybody gets headshots all the fucking time except when it matters. Mm-hmm. But whatever, but it's one of the worst the worst fucking shootouts. And I'm glad somebody on uh on Reddit but uh, hey, this reminded me of the shootout. I don't know if you saw it. It's like this naked gun shootout, you know, from the movie Naked Gun. I know, Gunner. I know I'm pretty sure it's from about. Naked Gun. <laughs> Where <laughs> Leslie <laughs> Nielsen <laughs> shooting at the guy, the guy shooting back there, hitting the barrels and stuff. And then yeah. it cuts to the club and they're only like three feet apart from each other. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Fair Redditor. That's quite entertaining. Uh, so, yeah, the shootout starts. And unlike Frankie, Hale can't count her bullets and runs out. <laughs> so this is another thing too she had she only brings a pistol one pistol no fucking extra clips well i can't i can't fit more on this cool outfit i gotta i gotta look cool you know well, i'm going to kill him don't they so, don't, aren't there still those big red robots at the dam that she could n- no they only had one and it was destroyed <laughs> just the one okay just the one and remember those fucking awesome drones that they had with guns and stuff in season three I don't get any of those either. Hmm. They just had the one. That's it. Last season, that was it. Just the one. What about the? She could have even brought some of those fucking drone hosts with her. You know? Yeah. That could have been a little useful. Give them some guns. She could have gotten the drones that they send out to shoot the outliers, provided William's not wearing a tarp. That would have worked. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's a lot of a lot of fuck ups that Hale did. Now that we're now that I'm thinking about it. Gosh. Robots are dumb. But then we see the rest of Bernard's message and that there's no hope for this world, but there's a chance for the next. The last game is going to be Christina's. If Hale chooses to give her the choice, uh, reach out with your left hand. You can't miss. Blah, 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 blah. And then we actually see the the Chekhov's gun of guns, <laughs> the literal Chekhov's gun, because Bernard knew that Hale couldn't count bullets. <coughs> so God. he stashed a gun. And she she ends up repeating a lot of that dialogue that Bernard just says, mm-hmm. like, there's another chance choice, chance for this world if I choose to give her a choice. And I do. I choose to give her the choice. It's like, okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and William should be going, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I would have been, this was not satisfying in any, any way. Like, that's it. Just reach out with your left hand and mm-hmm. here's another gun. Like, I don't, it's just. 
gosh, man, doesn't it just so unsatisfying? And like Hale's complete 180, like of her personality. Mm-hmm. At least it seems like a 180 to me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't call it I mean, necessarily like a. I guess it's not 180, but like yeah, I don't know. It's a 90 for mm-hmm. sure. Doesn't really feel earned or like uh. I don't know. I think I think William wanting to delete the sublime kind of change because it's like it's easy for her to want revenge against William for fucking shit up. But once the sublime comes into play, because she doesn't want anything bad to happen to the sublime. She's still like Dolores in that regard. She still wants to protect it. She wants them to come out. She wants to make a perfect world. So they come back out and join her, which that's another thing that I'm going to need to talk about, because (laughs) that'll be towards a little bit later, because that doesn't make sense either. (laughs) But (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, so she reaches out, she grabs the gun, pow, kills William. And then she opens up his head and crushes his brain ball. And that's the end of that's the end of host William, which then she she gets back to the sublime interface. There's a special little port that she can put the brain ball in. To mm-hmm. upload that pers- she takes out of her purse. That she takes out of her purse. She keeps her balls in her purse. <laughs> oh. Um. So she plops Christina's pearl into this this interface, and we see that it's the it's the interface for the storyteller, and uploads her to the sublime. So that's cool. It closes the rift, and then she goes outside. Uh, flops her meat flops out of her meat suit, and uh, strips down to her chassis. Except for her face. And then she <laughs> opens up her face, withdraws her pearl, and crushes it. So that's the end pearl of comes William. out of her inner face. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of William <laughs> and Haloris. Why can't she just open William's face and pull the ball out that way? Why has she got to cut at the back of his head off? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how all the hosts work. Like, it seems like it goes back and forth. Like, I don't know this wireframe body compared to, like, are they, are these other hosts, mostly human type of bodies. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they are. Are they not? I don't know. Maybe William is more of a, a meat body, mm-hmm. you know, and his face doesn't open that way. Yeah. Yeah. So that means they made a, that means they had to make a tiny metal chassis for Frankie, for young Frankie. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> her face opens up. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. This is not, I, I don't know. It's not, We've gone over like what the robots like can or can't do, right. what their it's, bodies are made like. Every episode, it's they, different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like last fucking episode, you know, the hail saying that, you know, uh, what is it, seven grams of a bullet or I don't know, can like end you. Mm-hmm. So can it? Mm-hmm. Apparently not. <laughs> Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Cause... What do you mean by that? Do you mean it just can take out your fucking control unit? Because I've never seen a brain ball actually destroyed by a bullet. That's true. That is and I've true. only seen them crush and turn to dust by Hill's powerful body. So, yeah, her powerful uh, metal hands. It's I, I, I feel like the death of Hale was supposed to be some kind of dramatic moment for the viewer, but boy, I didn't feel anything. I'll be honest. I didn't, I haven't really felt anything with anybody dying <laughs> the past two episodes. Well, that's the thing. Cause everybody can be brought back. Mm-hmm. So with this stupid bullshit of, 
oh, all somebody has to do is remember you, and then they can remake you. Mm-hmm. That's it's fucking stupid. There's no nobody dies in this show. Nobody dies. Yeah. So yeah, of course I don't feel bad because she could just be remade like by Christina. Well, so, except she is Dolores, so I guess it depends on what what comes back. Like I guess you could remember Haloris as Haloris, but presumably yeah. since she's already Dolores, she doesn't need to bring Hale back. I know, but she could bring back another version. I don't know. That's true. She sure likes to talk to herself, so <laughs> she loves talking to herself. Uh-huh. So we'll get into the stuff that I really like everything up until now <laughs> with the Bernard and, and sorry, not the Bar- Bernard with the William and Hale stuff has been minor quibbles. Here's the shit I really hate. <laughs> that tablet that Bernard has, when she smashes that before we get to see the message, but she doesn't really. I fucking mm-hmm. hate that kind of shit. Yeah. I hate I, I, that. That's deliberate. That's what is it? It's dishonest editing is what that is. Like, it's one thing if you allude to it, like, okay, like you fade to black or something. We don't see the whole thing or you cut to another scene and she shatters it or something like that. But when you have it edited, so as soon as after he says this sentence, she shatters it and you think it's done. And it's like, oh, wait. Oh, wait, no, there was more to it that we didn't show you, even though we showed you this. Mm. Fuck. (laughs) It's so lazy. It's so like, I don't have a problem with revealing the rest of the message when they did. It's how they did it. I have a problem with how it's edited. It's it's lazy as fuck, man. I mean, Mr. X are fine. But Mm. when you do this, it's I think it's really sloppy. and It's basically just cutting corners. It's it's God, it aggravates me. It made me so. It mad. was aggravating. It took me. It took me out of it a little bit too, because uh, when I did, when they did end up showing the rest of it, I was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, I had to think about it a little bit. I'm like, "Oh, that was weird." You know? Oh, there's more to it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But all the, even what he, Bernard says though is kind of stupid. If you're, if you're seeing this, we're dead. <laughs> like, but you can fix us. <laughs> If you, yeah, if you wanted you know, to, you know, I mean, we're not your we're not, mission. If you choose to accept it, <laughs> we're dead, dead, but we're not dead, dead, dead. So yeah, <laughs> if, if you want to help if a Bernard out, this, we're dead. Please bring us back. Like we'd like to still be alive. <laughs> this be is cool. As far as I know, this is the end of the story. So if you could bring me back, I'd like to see what happens next. <laughs> so as far as my simulation goes, um, no, the other thing that I really hate is, and this is something I should have caught last episode and I didn't, the entire existence of the sublime interface drives me up mm-hmm. the wall. And some people, as as always, some people on Reddit don't agree with me. They think, uh, but we've learned that people on Reddit, some people on Reddit are real dopes because <laughs> I don't consider this a minor thing. I consider it a major fucking plot point, which also makes it a major fucking plot hole. But Dolores, when she beams the sublime data out, when she uploads it to wherever, she doesn't know where that's going. Right? Like it goes to a it goes to a satellite and then it's gonna bounce somewhere else. Like she doesn't know the actual location of the data being at the Hoover Dam, right? Hmm. Uh I don't know. I assume she knew where she was putting that. But I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, it doesn't really matter to the argument, but I don't think there's any confirmation either way. 
Sure. I think that's just whatever we want to assume as far as like, yeah, she did know or she didn't know. Yeah, because yeah, that Dolores dies, and then we get five more Dolori. Yeah. So, but her whole thing is she wants to keep the Sublime safe. She wants to keep them safe from these fucking shitty humans and things like that. So enough so that she only trusts Bernard with the key to open it. So through whatever means, Hale and William find out that the sublime data is in the Hoover Dam. It's and it's secured. It can't be accessed. This was William brings this up, but there's no fucking terminal to shut down or open the sublime when William buys the Hoover Dam or acquires the Hoover Dam. So somebody has to build this thing. Where the fuck does this thing come from? Like, it's not Bernard. Bernard's asleep. So, right. like, so someone has to build an interface to interact with the Sublime in the 23 years we don't see. And there's no reason for Hale to build this. Like, she wants transcendence. Like, her thing is to evolve their form and have the people in the Sublime come out. So she doesn't, she doesn't want to go in. She doesn't want anybody else to go in. And she sure as shit doesn't want it deleted. So- well, Tim, here's a... Uh, so- she built it because she wants people to come out and that's where people come out. You put a blank little brain ball in there and when someone wants to come out, they get uploaded into that brain ball and then she takes it and she puts it in, in a body. That's really slow and inefficient <laughs> considering <laughs> how many hosts are in the sublime. Uh, but then, okay, that's great. But how would she even know if it works without the key to unlock it? She's just hoping. <laughs> okay. No, we know what happens to hope. <laughs> well, okay. <clears throat> she doesn't need to unlock it. It can be open from both sides, she said, when she's fucking talking to William. But she needs to test While they're it. having their shootout. But she needs to test you know? it. Well, provided, provided it <laughs> opens from both ways, like, does that mean you still need somebody on the other side? Like, if you open it, great. Now what? If there's nobody there to put you in a ball? Uh, you just you press a button and you're like, like you ring a bell for service. <laughs> there's, a, there's a fucking gong and the sublime. <laughs> Let me out. And then if service. it does, if it does open, does anybody fucking work here? <laughs> it's all empty. <laughs> this fucking pandemic, I tell you. And then the whole the whole interface with uploading somebody like a host doesn't need to go pull their balls out and put it in, in this control unit to go to the sublime. They just walk up to the portal and leave their body behind. Like the, so it's like, why didn't you just throw Christina's ball at the riff from a distance? Like slingshot it in there. Dude, I thought that I'm like, okay, she's going to get close enough to fucking throw it in there. That's exactly what I thought. So no, we have this, we have this mystery interface that doesn't make sense. And if it can open from both ways, does that mean it opens a riff? You can open a riff from the other side. And if so, does that mean like if you if if provided because even Akechida says this, doesn't it? Doesn't he say like they can leave that you can leave the sublime? Oh, when I don't he's know. Talking to Bernard, like they build simulations Prom- and they can leave the sublime, which is nobody wants to because the world sucks. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, like in that case, what ha- what happens? What's it look like when somebody in the sublime leaves? Because you can't fucking open up if you open a portal and all of a sudden there's a body that walks through where there was no body before. That's fucking batshit. <laughs> I got a real problem with that. 
I don't know. Maybe somehow they could connect to uh, one of those machines that make some kind of 3D robots. printer. That would be fine. But I you know there's so, no device there to do that. <laughs> Whatever. Fucking shit. This guy. I got a ring for service, you know? <laughs> and then it goes directly to Hale. And she's like, how may I help you? Like, I want to leave the sublime. <laughs> oh, hold on. All right. I'll take a plane down there and uh, put a little brain ball in the little interface. <laughs> then. You'd be like, Fuck, man, this took thousands of years for you to get this done. Because <laughs> in there, it takes a long time. One year is a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other problem that I have with this is William shutting down the hydroelectric power and it going to delete the data in the sublime. It's all RAM. That's why, Tim. <laughs> it has to be. That's the only way that works. <laughs> it's a RAM only. That's not, that's not how fucking stored data works. If it did, we'd all be <laughs> fucked. Every time we turn off the computer, every time we lose power, it's like, where's all my shit? Oh, fucking power is out, man. You lose all your data. Get the fuck out of here. Like, also. Maybe, uh, maybe it would get too hot after you shut it off. I don't fucking know. <laughs> It's a new type of technology that we're not aware of. Well, when you, you know, turn off power, everybody knows magnets appear out of thin air and wipe your hard drives. <laughs> they come from the sublime. Well, it should just be a bunch of fucking brain balls, really, because that brain ball seems like the highest technological advancement like there is in this whole world. Yeah, but the amount of like data it can store and shit it can do. Right. I mean, you would just think there'd just be a shit ton of those just lined up. Right, but it's not. It's running on existing data storage simulation from this previous company. And you're gonna fucking you guys are still using cat six wires. What the fuck? <laughs> you're gonna tell We're on me. cat one hundred. You're gonna tell me a fucking data center doesn't have any sort of backup redundancy <laughs> what this <laughs> you fucking put a data center in your show you should at least know a little bit about how data centers work and i'm pretty sure data centers 70 years in the future aren't going to be less reliable than they are today but what the fuck do i know i don't write for hollywood <sighs> yeah it is silly oh <sighs> You want to get into more stuff? Uh, even if he shut it down, I mean, you could you could just turn it back on, I guess, right? And you would think people would pick up where they left off, I guess, or not? Because in this fucking episode, apparently, if your brain ball is even out of a body, it runs. You're still doing oh, shit. Oh, that made me. I forgot about that. Well, I, actually, I don't think I forgot about that. I think that is in my notes. Yeah, I think that that was one of the biggest things that probably pissed me off in this episode. Because that means every fucking robot all the time, like. That means May for 23 years was just hanging out alone. Except we know, you know it didn't. In her own little world. Except we know it, it, she didn't do that. So it's like, yep. between one episode to the next, fucking inconsistent host mm -hmm. technology. Yep. Just whatever's no, convenient. It's, just, it's, it's Hale's purse. Hale's purse is like magic. <laughs> it's, it's got a data center. The static electricity that's in her purse as she's walking, mm -hmm. you know, gives enough energy to like have a little... Uh, have a little stuff going on in there. That makes sense. It's not the most ridiculous thing I've heard so far. So. <laughs> Even from this show. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into the Christina's balls thing. Let's get into the Christina Teddy Yay. stuff. Uh, so when we see Christina and Teddy this episode, uh, she's she's dealing with the fact that she's not real still. She's 
we find out she's essentially an application that's running the narratives. She lives, she lives underneath the, the overlay, the red city overlay in the, in the control center. And that's why she's, she can interact with the world, but the world can't interact with her or actually the world can interact with her because she's, she's telling the world to interact with her. It's, it's very, it's not confusing. It's just weird. (laughs) So basically anything we see in Christina's world is just a real time data reflection of what's going on in the real world, but she can still communicate with the hosts through their parasites. So she can make them see things, even all of the invisible friends that she's conjured up. So, wow. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't get that. You didn't, you, you think that? No, I thought like any the people that she was interacting with were not in the real world at all. The people, the people that she can control, like the narrative people, like such and such did this. Like, cause she's, well, that's a good question. Let me think about this now because she's seeing all the people she's seeing the narratives that she's created. Mm-hmm. I, th- but yeah, now that you said that everybody, it's like she- the way, the way she was shown, uh, the way I thought it was shown was that, you know, she made up her boss and she made up, uh, her roommate. Like those weren't actual real people. Those that's, were just herself and yes, her head. That's true. The question is, did she make right? up her entire job too? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I can see it going either way. Cause she- honest, I don't know how important that is. But, but or is it important? Well, she has to interact with real people through the drone parasite because she does manage to mm-hmm. get the security guards to unlock the doors for them to get Caleb out. Right, right, right. So yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. A, there's, a, there's an interaction. She definitely has there. interaction. Yeah, yeah. So she's definitely seeing, through, real, like you said, yeah. She's yeah. definitely seeing real people. It's just that a lot yes. of the people she's also interacting with are people she made up. So like the bartender sees Maya because she tells the bartender that okay. Maya yeah, yeah. is there. Yep. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I was fine with that for the most part. Like most of the Christina stuff, like I was afraid they'd like whatever this twist was with Christina, it wouldn't land well, but I'm, I'm fine with the explanation for it. There's just other stuff about it that I don't like, but like what she is, is fine. Um, to me at least. It definitely goes on way too fucking long. That's for sure. But there's also, the, yeah, it goes on for a whole season. And there's, <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. It goes on for the whole season. It's basically just a oh, what yeah. am I for eight ep- for eight episodes. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really it yeah, it's 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 a point that yeah, it's another thing that ends up unsatisfying because there's nothing to it. She doesn't really she doesn't really do that much. And you right. want you want more from your Evan Rachel Woods in Westworld. Like do something other than yeah, what am I? Mm-hmm. But she asked Teddy about the maze and if he left it for her, and he says that he didn't, and someone else must have. And then that's when she starts to come to the realization that she's created people to interact with to wake herself up, which is close to what I predicted, um, except I thought she was in the real world. But I definitely thought that she conjured up Peter and Teddy for sure. Um, after episode seven, I was more on, I was more thinking that she was going to be kind of like this, like at least like an augmented type of reality type mm-hmm. of thing, you know, that she wasn't actually there. Oh yeah. Definitely. After episode more seven, computer program. So. Yeah. Oh, does he? he? Oh yeah. 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 He's like, you're, the world's real, but you're not a part of it is I think what he says. Right. Oh yeah. 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 So, 
So yeah, so she's talking to she's 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 talking to Teddy and about all this, and that's when Hale starts stomping on the simulation. And Teddy says that Hale's coming for him, and Christina says she's not going to give up her world so easily. But the uh, the simulation disappears, and Christina gets stuffed in a bag. So <laughs> that's fun, but it's okay that she's stuffed in a bag because, as Mike explained, her control unit's still running inside the bag. <laughs> it is. How do, how does this even work? How does how does this whole thing with Christina work? Like Christina is a virgin, a version of of Dolores. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm assuming that was that other missing pearl that we never got, right? That left the park in season two. I don't remember there Wasn't being there another... still one missing. I don't think there's one. Missing. I thought there was still one missing this whole time. Whatever. I mean, how, uh, many, how many pearls? She's, she, how many pearls did she take? Uh, I thought five. So Lawrence, Musashi, Dolores, uh, Connell, and Bernard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess I guess there wasn't one missing. What I'm confused about is like if she's Dolores, I guess Hale had to create this specific brain ball. To be the overseer of this whole city. It's either. And to like kind of delete her memory in a sense. And then, I don't know. It just just seems very odd. The only thing that makes sense, but also doesn't make sense, is if Christina is season three Dolores' control unit. But that should have been wiped by Roboham. So there shouldn't be anything in there. Mm-hmm. But given the memories that we've seen Christina have um, throughout this episode, it's the only thing that makes sense. And it's the only real reason why Hale would, I feel like Hale would like imprison that, that unit like that is because ah, I have control over you now. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, just a lot. I wish I had more. Im- I wish I had more information on how that uh, went down and what she. I don't know right. how Hale made that happen. Oh, and then the other thing that doesn't make sense with this is when she meets Hale for coffee. Is that actually Hale, or did she make up that Hale? Holy shit! I I didn't think about that at all. And if yeah, if that, that is, is real, up. if that isn't real Hale. Hale should have probably fucking pumped the brakes a lot sooner. <laughs> like, as soon as she finds out that Christina's actually interacting with people, like, that's like, fucking no. <laughs> Stop that shit. Huh. Yeah. That is very weird. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe Christina just made her up and, like, if she did, then there's some... Yeah, because she says... That's our, like, college friend, yeah. right? What the fuck? So hmm. did she invent that college friend? And I don't know. That's something we'll ne- probably never get an answer for. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, while while Christina's in Hale's purse, she has a talk with Maya underneath that tree, Maya's tree. And we get the whole uh, uh, thing where they're talking about the natural world and... Mm-hmm. 
Some people see well, chaos. You see a tree. People just see a tree. They don't realize what's going on underneath. I fucking do every fucking time I look at trees. All right, <laughs> I think about that shit all the time. <laughs> I think I think people are aware of roots. Yeah. Well, like how all trees like actually get, interact with each other through mycelium, mm-hmm. and like they all work together, and like mycelium and give fucking different things to different trees, like that have more or lesser of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest, Mike, I don't think about it that hard, but I am aware of roots. All right. I probably don't think about it every time, but I think about it a lot. <laughs> every time I see a tree, I, th- I just sit there for 30 minutes. I never go anywhere during the day because I keep I keep stopping in front of these fucking trees yeah. <laughs> and appreciating how connected they are to each other and to all of us, really. I'll see the beauty in this world. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, that's like a lot of the fucking redditors. That's what they do. Like, they, I only see the beauty in the show. <laughs> <laughs> the I just show. fucking look blind. This, this is how I watch the show. <laughs> Fuck, it's great. It's so great. <laughs> it's the best show in the world. You're missing a great this show. <laughs> You're missing a great show that I'm making up in my mind, filling in the blanks yeah. that are. Filling in all the shit that they don't fucking do. Um, hey, if you're watching this and you're on Reddit, I'm on Reddit too, so I'm a Reddit dum dum as well. So don't be all butt hurt. <laughs> His username is butt hurt. <laughs> you slash butt hurt sixty nine. Username is don't be all butt hurt. <laughs> so yeah, we fast forward. This is when Hale connects Christina to the Sublime to move Christina's simulated world over into the Sublime. And then that's when we learn what we already knew from the beginning of the episode, that Teddy isn't real. Christina made Teddy, too. And Teddy's fucking right. surprised. He's like, I'm not real? Oh, yay. Dumb, dumb Teddy's back. That's what <laughs> She keeps just talking to herself. Like, <laughs> I remember you was dumb, dumb Teddy. And dumb, dumb Teddy, <laughs> you, will be, you will remain. Yeah, you're my cornerstone. Okay. Well, <laughs> you just made up. Yeah, you just you decided that. Of course me. you are. I made you up in my mind. Like, <laughs> of course you love me. <laughs> Teddy's flood real cornerstone is sandwiches. <laughs> you fucking love sandwiches. Pastrami <laughs> um, <The> ones. <laughs> he'll settle for the tuna, but yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why they waited so long for that reveal. It doesn't. Like I can't imagine anybody didn't pick up on the fact that Teddy wasn't real at the beginning of the right. Christina stuff. Um, but Teddy basically says, you know, come find him in the sublime and don't try to bring the human world into this one. But uh, Christina thinks there's maybe time for one last game, which is probably the seventh time we've heard that between the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we see her. We see her talking to Teddy in the scene from the last episode. Except it's not Teddy. It's Dolores, uh, blue dress Dolores, and it's basically yeah. Every- <laughs> she's in a dress. Oh my god, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine. Like some people, uh, you know, watching the show. I'm okay. sure. <laughs> and then that's when we learn everything is everything is fucked, which we've been we've been hearing that since the beginning of the season. Everything is fucked. Yeah. Um, but then we get into all sentient life is gone or will be soon. Any survivors have mm-hmm. maybe a few days, weeks, months, 
as she's walking through a simulation of the ruined the city as Dolores. Yep. And I'm going to let the writers in on a little bit of information that they may not be aware of. There is more sentient life on Earth than just humans. Many things are sentient. Just in case you weren't aware. Like if if you if the only thing that you're basing that off of is that episode of Star Trek the Next Generation, I'm talk I was talking about <laughs> you might be surprised to know that there's plenty of, of aquatic creatures that also have sentience. Um apes have sentience. So, you know it's not just people and hosts. Mm-hmm. But even still, they're saying like everyone is gonna be Gone? Yeah. It just seems silly to me. It's like fucking dumb. There's plenty of outliers. Why are they going to fucking die? I mean... Because they're going to die. Especially if you kind of hide out. I don't know. Like, whatever. Sure. I, I guess I just have to go with it. Like, I don't know. Even though it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, I mean, assumably, presumably all the... Because there's millions of infected fly people. You assume there's less than millions of outliers. So they're just going to get wiped out by the infected... The infected are going to wipe themselves out and the hosts. The fucking Sublime is on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sublime's not sentient. It's a hard drive. Okay. And it can't even. There's sentient life in that, right? It can't even. It can't even even withstand being turned off. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Like, what if if somebody just trips over the cord? No season five. My cat came uh, in. <laughs> oh, all this water, you know, this like these waterfalls we got in here. Apparently we found out they're they're bad for electronics <laughs> being in real human environment. Whoops. Sublime's gone. So then she uses she so now that she's in the sublime, she uses the sublime to uh return to Sweetwater and start the simulation <laughs> and supposedly have a chance to run a simulation to decide the fate of whether, I guess, to restore the outside world at some point, and I guess repopulate it. Again, I don't know how that works because even if she recreates humans, (laughs) if they leave through that fucking portal, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter, Tim. This is, this is it. So there's not going to be another season. Uh, There's no fucking way. There's another season. There's no way. I honestly think they were told that they're not going to have another season, but they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> might be I, I'm serious. I think like, you might be right. How, how this ended, like, I think this is how they wanted to end the show. Shit, I've been saying it for, like, the past two seasons that this show is going to end, like, some fucking stupid way like this. Like, it's all one big loop and, you know, it's all simulation. Like, and that's what they're basically showing us. Yeah, so, so after you watch, after you watch the, <laughs> after you watch the series finale of... Season four, episode eight, you get to go watch Westworld season one, episode one again, and just put yourself on a fucking hamster wheel of disappointment forever. <laughs> Great. Good Pretty job. Much. Thanks. Thanks, Joy Joy and Nolan. <laughs> I wish you I wish I was a host and you printed me with two dicks so you can both suck it. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So mad! I've never been so mad at the show before. It's it's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me feel gross. Yeah. 
I want to give like, the writers a punch combo. That's right. <laughs> There's so many other things to be mad in the world about, and they're making me pissed off about this show. And I've never been pissed off about a show before. Oh, but at any it's, rate, it's, it's pretty lame. Yeah. So, but yeah, again, like the things that are, that are stupid about this was the brain ball being active in the purse. And again, we had that discussion, you know, I guess episode four was the Caleb was the Caleb twist. And we were like, does, yeah. does that mean while Maeve's buried underground, her like program's still running after she got blown up, even though she didn't really get blown up, she was still in one piece. So I don't know what the fuck those explosives did, but okay. <sighs> so, you know, yeah. Rainball's done again, and her, her control unit was shut down. Bernard had to replace it. Um, so Rainballs don't work that way, of in case unless, of course, they have to for the story, in which case they do. So um <laughs> Again, the Teddy reveal was not a reveal. It was a big, well, no shit when they revealed it. And so for me, it probably at least even when they revealed it, like at the very beginning and when she starts talking, if you didn't get it by the, you know, five minutes in of her fucking just telling you exactly what's happening (laughs) and who she is, Mm -hmm. then yeah, I didn't. That's what was kind of confusing at the end too. I'm like, yeah, he's made up. What I know he's in your mind. Like, why? Wait, you're showing this? Like, why are you going through this? This is fucking take forever. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> so, I know it would have been. You told me at the beginning of the episode that you were fucking. Uh, you were. Uh, I made uh, everybody up, but I guess I made you up too. I thought you might still be here, but yeah, for me, it probably would have been more impactful if you just revealed the sad Teddy stuff at the beginning of the episode at the same time. And then you just bring him and then you could still bring him back for that scene and say, like, do the cornerstone thing. Come find me in your world. I recreated you from memory, blah, blah, blah. You can still have, you can do both of those, but if you had, you separated those, I think that probably would have been more satisfying for the viewer, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Not a big fan of this, uh, kind of looping around stuff, but, then I know other people say, no, that's not what is happening. Like, well, it, it they're kind of making it look like everything we even saw and like, you know, season one, that's going to happen again. Or even that season one was a simulation. They're kind of hinting at that. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck, you know, fuck, I'd, fuck everything about yeah. the simulation stuff. Like, mm-hmm. It's fine if you do the if it's fine if you do it a little bit with the aspect ratio, so you know the viewer knows it. But if you basically make it so it's like, oh, by the way, the past four seasons have been a lie. It's like, well, <laughs> fuck you! You've just wasted my time, dude. Season five is just going to be season one, but the whole time it's just going to have an aspect ratio. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, fuck. <laughs> Fuck everything about this fucking awesome. Fuck everything about this return to Westworld and the Sublime. I mean, you've you've removed all the stakes at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. It's like the worst case scenario has already happened. All sentient life is dead. There is nothing to care about. Who's going to come back to watch digital people maybe become humans again? Especially after you've killed most of your cast, even though you haven't really, because nobody dies. But. It's yeah. I, I don't really see a point. There's no point. So yeah, I again. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know what the point is. Like, even I mean, 
all the hosts are essentially human in a sense. Like they're written by humans, you know, like, yeah, sure. They're evolved, I guess, more in a sense, but I don't know. Well, I, don't, I don't understand the point of you but they're, making humans at this point or even. Tr- well, that's the problem. It, they're, they're not humans, though. And that's like the important thing in a show or a story. You need something to empathize with. And like you can feel bad that the humans are mistreating the hosts. But if it's like whether or not hosts are going to inhabit a planet that's already extinct, there's no fucking stakes there. There's 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 nothing to there's nothing to care about. It's like they either make it mm-hmm. out of the simulation into the world or they don't. It's like, okay, well, fuck it. Who cares? <sighs> yeah, what are they gonna do when they get out? Right. I don't I don't know. Especially if, if if all sentient life is if gone. The, then... Why can't they do it in the fucking real world? Why do they have to do this in the sublime? I don't understand. Whatever. I guess because you can't have infected humans attacking you while you're trying to do your simulation, but that's me writing the show again. But again, if all humans are dead, or they, they have like a few days to a few weeks to a few months to live, oh, great. Frankie and her girlfriend get out of the city, but oh, sorry, they basically die off screen now. So there was no reason to invest in those characters. So, so mm-hmm. fuck off with this show. So, poor ultimately Caleb and they all, all just like, had to be there because of uh, Bernard. You know, he he found it. That's the only way. That was the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even then, it wasn't necessary. They just decided to do it that way. It's like there's the the outliers only exist for Bernard to get to Maeve, for Maeve to do nothing, and. <laughs> We have no, somewhere. it was, was a distraction, and 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 since that had to happen, there so then uh, that Hale would be killed, and then it would help her think differently. I, I fucking know, man. Like it's all it's all dumb. The this way is, they have that, this uh, is what I'm talking about happens. when I'm saying it's, the writers enjoy smelling their own farts so yeah. much. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's no reason to care. There's no reason to be invested in Frankie or Caleb's story at all. Like, none of that mattered. Yeah. So, fuck it. So, we do the wrap-up at this point, Mike, and where we have the summary of questions that have been answered or what new questions this episode presents. And my main question is, why should anybody give a fuck? Mm -hmm. There's no stakes, no one to empathize with. And I don't know. Don't know the uh, I I think we talked about this one already. Did the season actually manage to be worse than season three? Uh, I would say so. I think the answer to that is yes. This is way worse than season three. This is I mean, it's which makes it the worst season only because and because of three episodes because mm-hmm. of three episodes where they just let everything shit the bed. Yeah. And then it's not good. I. Uh... Did not enjoy any part of it. I don't think. I don't, I don't think I have any good. Th- I haven't had any good thing to say about this episode. I like the actors. Mm. <laughs> I just wish the story was better. Yeah. Well, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think really it's the actors' fault. And even like people that are saying some people are like bad actors, like Aaron Paul, or like I don't think he's a bad actor. I, either, I, I no. think for what he was given, he did a good job at Pants. what he was given to do. Yeah, he was supposed to be that way. So. Like even like uh, uh, Hale, who plays Hale? What is her Tessa name? Thompson. Tessa Thompson. You know, I think man, that I think they really, they really fucked up when they 
made hail uh hail loris because then tessa thompson had to act like she talked this fucking stupid way the whole last like two seasons it was awful like just but that's what she, she was tasked with doing she was supposed to do that she's mm-hmm. supposed to be talking like dolores you know and it's boring as shit <laughs> Yeah, I wish they gave her a little more of Hale's personality because, like, well, they Tessa Thompson season one is is great. I think they do give her you know? some of that because it's hard to imagine Dolores walking around saying God is bored and making a person share. So I think there's like some. I think her living as Hale, similar to how host William lived as William, as like an imitation mm-hmm. that Hale Loris or Chair Loris is basically still Charlotte Hale with an underlying of Wyatt. Yeah. I don't know, it's the way she talks the whole time. She's, uh, yeah, like real breathy and <laughs> it's kind of boring. Is that One noted. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, you were a big not fan of season eight of Game of Thrones. How many... Season eights of Game of Thrones, would you take over <laughs> season three and four of Westworld? Um, a sublime's worth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Even with that Game of Thrones. 23 ending. years in the sublime. <laughs> I agree. I think this yeah. is, a, especially if it's a series finale, man, fucking game, season eight of Game of Thrones looks like a goddamn masterpiece compared to Westworld right now. Definitely does. And I'm, I'm really hoping this uh, new Game of Thrones show. I'm still fuck around. Yeah, I'm. I am a little worried, uh, just because like, I don't know. I hope some fucking stupid executive wasn't like, no man. The whole reason they like Game of Thrones is because of the dragons. We need lots and lots of dragons. All about the dragons, man. <laughs> so I hope they just don't fucking overdo this shit. Well, supposedly, and realize it's more about the characters and the story, and you know. I'm ex- I'm super super excited. I am too. I'm I'm excited that we yeah. go get to go back to our roots. Worried. Watchers on the couch gets to go back Damn. to Westeros. That's going to be cool. I'm very excited that Matt Smith, the guy that had played Doctor Who, that is a uh, Damon Targaryen or something like that in this hmm. upcoming episode, apparently said he thought there was too many sex scenes in Game of Thrones or uh, House of the Dragon. So I'm very excited about that. Sweetness, sweetness, sweetness. We're going to get those tits and dragons. Big time in uh, season one, at least. Really, really hook everybody in. You know, that's what this season was missing. This season dragons. of Westworld. <laughs> tits and dragons. <laughs> All dragons would have definitely what been if Better Call Saul had more tits and dragons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I still haven't watched that season finale yet. I might, uh, I might watch it tonight. I got shit to do, though. I think uh, after this, yeah, I think if Westworld does renew for a season five, though, I think we're going to find out that they're going to walk back a lot of that Dolores monologue because mm-hmm. I think they've painted themselves in a corner with that. That's basically just a cop out in case they don't get renewed. Should have had more boobies in the se- in the season, yeah. you know, and fucking like Christina getting in the stupid fucking bathtub. <laughs> what the fuck? Either get naked or get on with your clothes on. Like it's distracting. It was <laughs> stupid as shit. Like, and I don't give a shit if I see her naked. I've seen her naked a bunch on, you know, this, the show. So, mm-hmm. but like, it was fucking stupid. Why would you get in the bath? 
you would take half your clothes off. You're just gonna have fucking wet underwear the rest of the time. Like, either you get in with fully clothed, which I think would be more reasonable, or you get in naked. You all wet clothes or no wet clothes. <laughs> it's pretty simple. You have to do laundry. Her drowning herself. She has to drown herself. Like. I didn't even get that at first when she was doing it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I think she wanted to see if she'd die, which usually uh, yes. is usually they die <laughs> and somebody has to repair them and bring them back online. Yep. But All right. Like fucking Christine. Bernard, even <laughs> when he was talking about the symbol, man, the fucking Hoover Dam should have flooded, you know, should have flooded. Mm. It should have all went away. The whole world extinct. No sublime. Yep. Fuck this show. Fuck this show. All right. Well, but don't fuck this show. And uh, <laughs> hopefully you join us next week. Like I said, Mike and I are getting back to our roots. We're going back to Westeros. We're covering Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, starting next week. Would have been nice to get a break. But uh, nope. We're, we're going to keep on pushing on. Yep. If you're subscribed to the Watchers on the Couch Westworld only feed, consider subscribing to the Watchers on the Couch Game of Thrones feed as well. And you can join us there. Otherwise, if you are... Subscribe to the Watchers on the Couch main feed. Uh, you don't have to do shit. It's just going to come right into your ear hole, as usual. <laughs> so, until next week, I'm Tim. And I'm Mike. And keep questioning why we fucking keep watching this show. And now our watch is beginning. See you Yay! next week. That's it. Hey, if you made it this far into the show, let me just say thanks. It means a lot that you take the time to listen to us goof around, and we'd love to hear from you and let us know how we're doing. Consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you leave your podcast reviews, and reach out on any of our various social media channels. Links in the description.